Our chapter 6, verses 30 through 44. Hear the word of God. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish, and those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Well, this is a very important passage. Other than the resurrection, this is the only miracle that shows up in all four Gospels. And there's a lot that we could unpack from it. Right? There, there are significant themes from the Old Testament that emerge from this account. Jesus, for instance, as the true and greater Moses who leads the people in the wilderness. Uh, the, uh, the idea of the leaders of Israel so many years later after Moses who had failed to shepherd the people of Israel. and So they were harassed and helpless. And, and Jesus identifies that in the way in which he addresses them. There's also lessons to learn from what the uh, disciples experience. So, for instance, when Jesus said to them, you feed the people. There were 5,000, the text tells us men, so you know, men, women, and children together, you're looking at at least 10,000 people that were present that day. How many did they have? What, what did they have to offer? They had five loaves and two fish. Five loaves, two little preserved, probably sardine-sized type fish to feed the people. Ordinary staples, nowhere sufficient to the task unless God does something extraordinary. We are ordinary people. But if we'll take what we have to God, He'll do extraordinary things. Maybe not to scale, but extraordinary nonetheless. I won't take the time to dive into those things, nor will I unpack the implications of the fact that Jesus fed the people before he taught them. He ministered to the whole person, and he did so without distinction. Most of the people that were there, they were just there for the bread. Jesus saw people in need, and he gave them something to eat. He fed them, and he calls us to do the same. All those things and so many more could be explored, but as we head to the table in just a minute here, I want to meditate briefly on just one verse from this passage. Verse 34. Take a look at it again with me. In fact, we'll just look at the first part of verse 34. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Three things we're going to look at real quick. The sheep, 
the shepherd and the supper. The sheep, the shepherd, and the supper. So first, the sheep. I was listening to a sermon by Dick Lucas. Dick Lucas was an Anglican minister a number of years ago in London. A sermon by him on this text in which he said something that I had never thought about. I couldn't wait to share it with you this morning. So when we think about sheep in the Bible, we tend to think about how prone they are to wander, how utterly defenseless they are, and of course we make application to ourselves. What Dick Lucas said was, you know, we often overlook the fact that sheep were incredibly valuable to their shepherd. Right? I mean, if they weren't, who would ever get into shepherding? Like, who would keep sheep if there weren't incredible value in the sheep? All three parables in Luke 15, right, the three parables, someone loses something of tremendous value. The woman loses a valuable coin. She turns over the house to find it. The father loses his very son. A shepherd loses one sheep. Now, the only reason that that connected with people when they heard it is because shepherds would actually do that kind of a thing. Sheep were of tremendous worth to their shepherd. The point? You are of great worth to Jesus. You are of great worth to Jesus. All of you here in the room, whoever's watching, whether you profess faith in Christ or not, again, these are people who were there I mean, Judas was among them. And these are people who most of them would not follow him. Even the ones who did follow him to the end would abandon him at the end. Most, again, were just there for the food. Jesus looked as a shepherd upon these sheep with compassion because sheep, people, matter to Jesus. You are of great worth to Jesus. Jesus looks at people the way a shepherd looks at sheep. They are worth something to him. They are worth pursuing. So the personal application to that before the practical application is do you look at other people that way? How about the personal one? Do you really believe that Jesus looks at you that way? That Jesus Christ looks upon you and says that person That person's worth dying for. Sheep, people, are of great worth to Jesus. Second, the shepherd. Many of us feel harassed and helpless. I mean, this is especially with the COVID pandemic and all the uncertainty around that. Uh, It is a time in which we feel very uncertain, harassed, helpless. Some of you have lost jobs. Right, there, there's, it seems like new research coming out every day that, you know, some are saying one thing, reputable, trustworthy researchers, other ones are saying other things. And then those different, you know, ideas or, you know, whatever are being weaponized and people are turning against one another with those and, and it leaves you feeling very much harassed and helpless. We're uncertain about a lot of things. We're uncertain about work. We're uncertain about money. There's stress around money. There's tension in relationships and all this leaves us feeling harassed and helpless. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was a you know secular podcast. They were talking about COVID and the, the, the interviewer said to the person, how do you feel? They were asking this person about their job in light of COVID and the guy said, I don't know how to feel. How do you feel? And she paused and said, I don't know how to feel either. It's the age we're in. Jesus looks on harassed and helpless people and feels 
compassion. Nine times in the New Testament we read that he feels this way. Nine times in the New Testament, whether it's looking upon someone who is sick or just looking on the effects of the fall, there is this sense in which Jesus feels deep compassion for people. Hebrews chapter 4.15 says he is able to sympathize with us in our weaknesses. In some way, the ascended, bodily ascended Jesus still feels compassion for people. He's a shepherd who feels compassion for his sheep. Dick Lucas again put it this way, shepherdless sheep, abandoned and distracted, are the objects of the Lord's compassion. Their plight is matched by his great pity. The sheep, the shepherd, but now the supper. It was late. It was supper time, right? We would tend to think of it as you know, late afternoon, early evening. It's time for dinner. It's time for supper. And that's exactly what time of day it was for them as well. So they're hungry. Jesus fed them bread and fish. In fact, it's amazing that the way that the, the, the Greek kind of unpacks it, it's, it's as if Jesus was handing out loaves and more loaves kept materializing. It wasn't like he just went boom and there was just all of a sudden enough food you know, for 5,000 plus people. It was just as the baskets were going out, more baskets were coming out. It was just this, it was a miracle. Jesus was showing, I am God. He fed them. He met their need. He then fed them his word. He taught them for an extended amount of time. So the feeding, the teaching that went on together, he taught them many things. From the context of Mark, we know he taught them many things about one thing, about the kingdom of God. And then... Later, later in the, in the gospel account and, and to this very day as we head down to the Lord's Supper, Jesus would offer them his very self. The bread Jesus gave them that day, it satisfied them for that day. They ate that day, they were satisfied, but the next day they were hungry. That's true with all the things that we would look to for satisfying our hunger down to this very day. We're all looking for bread, sometimes literal bread. Sometimes we look at our job, we look at our relationships or the desire for a relationship or we look for success or the approval of other people and all these things will be so much bread to us but they will never satisfy. In John's account of the feeding of the 5,000, after the feeding of the 5,000, after Jesus walks on water, Jesus will say in John chapter 6, I am the bread of life. I'm the bread. Jesus is saying, if you will take and eat of me, in graphic languages, if you will eat my flesh and drink my blood, he says in John chapter 6, you will have life. What does that mean? Well, it simply means, if you will believe in me as the one who has been crucified, body broken, blood shed, if you will believe in me as the one who has been crucified for your salvation, you will have life, eternal life. 